0: This is the City Place Church podcast here at City Place. We build dreams, ignite faith and establish leaders that win the loss for God's kingdom. From wherever you're listening, we hope that you are empowered by the message. Good morning, City Place Church. My name is Damon Moore, and I am so excited to welcome you to the City Place family today. If this is your first time here, welcome. You are already a part of the family and I pray that your heart is stirred up for what God wants to say to you today. You know, we've been in a series entitled Dream Again. And I'm going to jump right into God's word today because I want to make sure that as God downloads to me that I can get it right to you today. If you are new today or maybe you have a prayer request or you want to learn more about City Place Church, do me a favor and text City Place, the word City Place, one word, to 94000. We'd love to connect with you, and uh, I'd love to send you a personal thanks uh, on 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 just how we can come around you, but also to say thank you for being a part of our service today. Now, listen, today's message you can find the message notes at cityplacechurch.com, backslash notes. Trust me, you're going to want to take notes today. Today I'm going to like give uh, like part one, and then part two will come later because um, we're going to land in one of my favorite Bible stories, one of my favorite men in the Bible. We're gonna settle here as we continue our series, Dream Again. And I've just purposed in my heart that, Lord, you can take as much time in our series because I feel like the Holy Spirit has been challenging me. Damon, I am going to bring breakthrough in the lives of people that lean into this series. And so right now, I want you to pause and I want you to share. I want you to share today's message Those of you who are watching on Facebook and YouTube, invite someone in. Let's spread the word. Let's let's let our services go viral. Let's have dreams again, uh, people dreaming again that may have lost their dream. And so uh, you can follow along today, cityplacechurch.com backslash notes. Also, I want to let you guys know that next Sunday is Mother's Day, and we're going to be celebrating online and in person. I want to invite you to come to our in-person service because we've got gifts and special things planned Uh, for all of the moms. But at City Place, we don't just celebrate moms. We also celebrate uh, strong women. And so if you mentor, if you teach, if if if, if, if you foster, if you encourage, we celebrate all of you because many may not be natural moms, but God gives us spiritual moms and God gives us mentors. And so for all of the ladies out there, we're so grateful for you. Um, And we believe that God has called our church to be an empowering group of people that builds dreams, ignite faith, establishes leaders that win the loss for the kingdom of God. And we are grateful for you. So shout out to all the ladies this morning. We're going to be celebrating Mother's Day next Sunday morning. Um, But right before we jump into God's word today, I also want to celebrate. We baptized three people last Sunday at our in-person service. And yes, God has been doing some amazing things. We've seen so many responses since Easter. And so I want to say well done, City Place, for leaning in and inviting people uh, to watch and to tune in and to lean in. Uh, Some of you have been sending us emails. I got a text message just last uh, Sunday after service that said, thank you, Pastor Damon. Uh, The word of God that came forth on Sunday really spoke to my heart and encouraged me. And this is what the person said. This is what I needed Hear. I got another person who who told me, he said, Pastor D, when you gave the title of dream again, I kind of rolled my eyes like here's some sort of cliche you know, message. He said, but when I got home, the Holy Spirit quickened me and said, you're going to dream again. And he said, I, I, I ran out, started talking to my wife. and was like, this is what's on my heart. This is what's on my heart. I'm starting to dream again. And so the whole purpose is that. Remember, during Easter, we said that Jesus didn't come to make bad people good. Jesus came to bring dead people back to life. And so I'm believing that God is going to revive all of our dreams. And so we're going to stay right here until you experience your breakthrough. Together, we want to make room. We want to see God do amazing things in your life. I'm believing for miracles, signs and wonders in your family, but also revival. And it's not a cliche, but revival is the restoration of God's voice in his presence back to his people so are you excited today come on let's do this for those of you here for the very first time we lean in level 10 come on we lean in level 10 which means we remove the distractions we engage in today's message and we take notes and so you can find today's notes as i said cityplacechurch.com backslash notes over the last three weeks we've been in our series and and did you enjoy last week to be continued i know it was a it was one of those messages where we said dreams are birthed in the presence of god they are confirmed in the presence of god And they are explained in the presence of God. And we've been landing as just a theme verse, Acts chapter 2, where God said, I'll pour out my spirit on all flesh. You will prophesy, which means that we will say what God is saying. We will see visions, which means that God gives us a snapshot of what he's thinking about us. It's It's like a picture. And then we will dream dreams, which are the motion pictures of heaven, where God put his word and what he sees for us together. And so... As we talk about dreaming again, when you hear the word dream, I don't want you to think just La La Land. I want you to think this is God's motion picture for me. This is God speaking to me of what God wants to accomplish. And we said that God dreams impact, have an impact on his kingdom for his purpose, his people and his plan, but we get the benefit. And so today we're gonna continue our series. And one of my favorite Bible men is Joseph Joseph is one of my favorite men the reason why I love Joseph is because Joseph as we'll find out here over the next few weeks in our series dream again is Joseph is by all definitions a dreamer in fact as you, as we study out the text we'll see that he was called a dreamer and what we're gonna do today is we're gonna go out to the end of the story and we're gonna rewind back to the beginning of the story with this whole focus of dreaming again. And so I'm going to pray. And I want you to just kind of take this journey with us. We're going to go into the book of Genesis. And we're going to spend some time in the book of Genesis. And I have this, I have this, 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 this thought today, and we're just going to pull some things for Joseph. And, and I always love to view Scripture because Scripture to me pops out like a story. And one of the things that I enjoy about Scripture is if I I like to ask questions and, and put myself in the story and then just kind of dive in and say, well, God, what did they think? What did they feel? And then I like to just bring it to us sometimes as if they were having a conversation with us and downloading to us about dreaming and dreaming again. So let's pray. Father, we love you today. We thank you for your power. We thank you for your presence. God, I just thank you that this series is not some sort of motivational series. But God, this is real life change happening. God, I thank you that you have called us to dream your dreams. We don't want our dreams because our dreams can be limited. But Father, your dreams are not. I thank you that our heart is ready today in full anticipation of what you're going to say and how you're going to move. I just declare spiritual breakthrough in our life. In Jesus' name we pray. And if you agree, say amen. Come on, right where you are, say amen. Genesis chapter 45. Genesis chapter 45, download today's sermon notes, download today's message notes, and take notes. Don't let anything distract you today. I'm telling you, don't let anything distract you today. We're going after God. We're jumping right in today. Genesis chapter 45, verse 3, says this. We're going out, coming back. Then Joseph said to his brothers, I am Joseph. Does my father still live? But his brothers could not answer him for they were dismayed in his presence. And Joseph said to his brothers, please come near to me. So they came near. Then he said, I am your brother whom you sold into Egypt. But now do not therefore be grieved or angry for yourselves because you sold me here. For God sent me before you to preserve your life. Verse six, for these... Two years the famine have been in the land, and there are still five years in which there will be neither plowing nor harvesting. And God sent me, he repeats it again, and God sent me before you to preserve a posterity or prosperity abundance for you in the earth and to save your lives by great deliverance. So now it was not you who sent me here, but God. And he has made me a father to Pharaoh and Lord of all of his house and a ruler throughout all the land of Egypt. You know, we just jumped well into the end of Joseph's story. And this morning, if Joseph would be talking to us today, and this is not the title, but I feel like if Joseph was talking to us today, he would say, you know, they used to call me crazy, Joe, when I was younger. But when they see that God has fulfilled my promise, they know that God's kinds of dreams are never limited and have never reached their full capacity. When we get to this part of the story and we'll backtrack here in a second with the first thought that Joseph would download to you and I as it relates to dreaming again. When we get to this part of the story, Joseph. Has interpreted some dreams for Pharaoh and we'll talk about his journey over the next few weeks. But Joseph finds himself after he's interpreted dreams for Pharaoh, the second in command. Joseph, when he was younger, had dreamed of dreams where he was leading his brothers and his family. And he thought it was his dream, but he didn't realize until the moment of Genesis chapter 45 that it was actually God's dream that he was living out because he says this, he says, don't be dismayed by the fact that you sold me into slavery. I now realize that it was God that sent me ahead of you for your benefit and for the benefit of your family so that you could have posterity and prosperity in a time where there could seem to be drought. He said, he was basically saying, I now realize that the dream that I once dreamed that I thought was mine wasn't mine. It was a God dream because God's dream has his kingdom purpose, his kingdom plan, his kingdom agenda, his people, but I get the benefit. He says, I am now the father of Pharaoh, the Lord of all of his house, but God put me here for you. He said, I get the benefit of being the leader. I get the benefit of the one being in charge. But the benefit of my God dream now recognizes that it was less about me and all about God's plan for somebody else. See, as we said over the last few weeks, and I encourage you to go back to uh, YouTube or Facebook and go back three weeks and see where we started our series. And we said that dreams are birthed in the presence of God. We say we can have our own dreams, which are limited, or we can have God's dreams, which are poured out by his spirit. And we said that the spirit of God reveals to us things that are fun and serious that we cannot see or accomplish on our own. And when Joseph gets to this in place of recognizing that he is now living and seeing his dream accomplished in front of him, he, he has this recognition that this whole time my pursuit has not been about my dream but about God's dream, because God's dream always impacts somebody else. And so here's the first thing that I believe that if Joseph was talking today, here is what I believe Joseph would say. Watch this now. I believe that Joseph would tell us, I want you to write this down in your sermon notes, that the dream is free, but the journey is not. The dream is free, but the journey is not. If we were to see Joseph and if, if, we, if we were watching the motion picture and we were telling everybody about the motion picture, the ending ends well. But the journey was hard for Joseph. So Joseph would tell you this morning, and I believe that the spirit of God is telling you this morning, that as he downloads to you and you start dreaming again, that dream from the father is going to be free. But the journey is not. See, in this series and some of the things that we've been sharing over the last few weeks when I shared, uh, the person that sent me the message that said that they're starting to dream again last week is that the journey to dreaming again cost them something. The the journey to see the God dream fulfilled will cost you something. See, Joseph, this morning, as just a subject title, the, the, the focus is costly dreams because you and I can want the dream but we don't want to pay the price. You know what I'm saying? Like, like we, 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 we see people at the end of their story, but we, we, we want to be where they may be. If it's Bill Gates, we're like, man, if I had Bill Gates' money, yeah, but Bill Gates paid a price. Or man, I would have loved to have been the apostle Paul. Well, Paul paid a price. Like, like we, 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 we want the end result, but we don't want the journey. And in God's dream for you, the dream will be free, but the journey is not. Let me prove it. Now what we're going to do is we went out in Genesis chapter 45. Now we're going to go back because Joseph, when he, if he was to tell us that, he would prove it based on the beginning part of his story, that the dream is free, but the journey is not. Let's jump right in. Here it goes. Genesis chapter 37. Genesis chapter 37 says this in verse 2. It says this. This is the account of Jacob. And his family. When Joseph was 17 years old, he often tended his father's flocks. When he worked, he worked for his half, he worked for his half brothers, the sons of his brothers, Bella and Zepa. But Joseph reported to his father some of the bad things his brothers were doing. Jacob loved Joseph more than any of his other children because Joseph had been born to him in his old age. So one day Jacob had a special gift made for Joseph, a beautiful robe. But his brothers hated Joseph because their father loved him more than the rest of them. They could not say one kind word to him. Let's keep going. One night, Joseph had a dream. Everybody say dream. Remember, dreams are the motion pictures of heaven where God downloads to you what he's seeing. Joseph had a dream. And when he told his brothers about it, they hated him even more. Joseph said in verse six, this is what he says. Listen to this dream. He said, we were out in the field, that's you and me, trying to bundle up the grains. And suddenly my bundle stood up, your bundles all gathered around and bowed low before mine. His brothers responded, so you think you will be our king, do you? Do you actually think that you will reign over us? And they hated him all the more because of his dreams. Like they're just extreme hatred by this point. And the way that he talked about them. So they hated the fact that Joseph had these dreams and they hated the fact the way Joseph talked about his dreams. Verse nine. So Joseph had another dream. And again, he told his brothers, listen, I had another dream. <laughs> and guess what? Yahweh in the motion picture. He said, the sun, the moon, and 11 stars bowed down before me. This time he told the dream to his father as well as to his brothers. But his father scolded him. How dare you? You crazy. What kind of dream is that? Will your mother and I and your brothers actually come and bow down before you? While his brothers were jealous of Joseph, his father what the dreams meant. If Joseph was talking to us, the first thing he would say, listen, the dreams, are, the dreams are free, but the journey is not. See, Joseph gets the God dream. He's got this tension between his brothers, and then he, he's like, well, okay. <laughs> if y'all going to treat me like that, then if, if y'all not going to listen to what I'm going to say, if y'all not going to talk to me, hey, I had a dream, fellas. <laughs> oh, this guy, poo-poo, is in charge. You're going to bow down to me. The Bible says they hated him. He goes back and tells him again. The Bible says they hated him all the more because of his dreams and how he told them. See, Joseph, um, at the beginning of the story, which is different than the end of the story, Joseph was like, this is my dream. ha <laughs> This is my dream, fellas. Remember in our series, and for those of you who are watching for the very first time, we said that there's two sorts of dreams. There's your dream And then there's God's dream for you. And sometimes it can get cloudy. Joseph, in his young teenage years, could not decipher that what was being deposited in him was a God dream. He didn't take it back to the father. He just said it was mine. And it caused a little rift between him and his brothers. And it caused some tension between him and his brothers. And the Bible says that his brothers were like, we want nothing to do with you. We hate you. One, you got the jacket from dad. Two, You're kind of cocky. Three, you keep talking about these dreams over and over again. We can't stand you. The Bible says that his father said after he scolded him, I better pay attention. I believe that Joseph would say this after he said that dreams are free. But the journey is not. I believe that he would tell us this. Write this down. As you dream again, be careful who you share your dream or God's dream for you with and how you share it. So listen, be careful who you share your dream with, the one that doesn't include God, and the God dream. Be careful who you shared with and how you share, because the Bible says that he shared it with his brothers. And the Bible says that they hated his dream and how he told it. See, when God starts depositing things in this series to you and you start dreaming again, The first response that you have can't just be to go out there and tell someone what God is going to do or what you're going to do. The reason why is because you can get scolded for it. You can get haterade for it no matter what, because not everybody that is hearing your dream will believe your dream because they can't see your dream. God will reveal it to you. So if Joseph tells us that the dream is free, but the journey is not, Warning. Don't tell everyone your dream. Dreams are birthed in the presence of the Lord, confirmed in the presence of the Lord, explained in the presence of the Lord, so need to remain in that constant dialogue with the Lord. You only reveal your God dreams to the ones that will cheer your God dream on. Not everybody's going to do that because they can't see what you can see. Not everybody walks close with the spirit of God. So it's going to be hard for them sometimes to encourage your God dream. Now, your natural dream, the reason why I said your natural dream is because the negative naysayers can frame your dream. They can tell you what you can't do based on your past if it's your dream. If it's God's dream, they can't say nothing that would stop God's dream. Joseph would tell you, be careful who you tell your dream to and how you share it. One of the things that I I literally had to learn early on in my life, because there was a lot of people who were naysayers. And when I was working in the NBA, there was a lot of people who were naysayers and I couldn't wait to fly back on that beautiful Orlando magic jet back home and show them like, yeah, Look at your boy now, huh? What? Living my dream. Well, that was my dream that I was getting clouded. God had given it to me, but I was making it all about me. Why? Because I was trying to prove somebody wrong. So listen, when God starts depositing things in you, watch who you share your dream with and watch how you share it. God doesn't give us his God dream so that we can walk around like, yeah, that's what's up. This is me. Hey, watch me whip. Watch me night. No. I said, old song ain't. No, watch what you say and how you say it as it relates to your dream. I believe Joseph would say this, people who think dreaming is childish will seek to kill your spirit and your dream. So he would say, listen, watch who you tell your dream to Watch how you say it, because people who think dreaming is childish will try to kill your dream or kill your spirit. I can prove it. Let's keep going. Genesis chapter 37, verse 18 says this. Now, there's this gap of time between what we read earlier to where his father says, listen, go out, check on your brothers, see if they need anything. So Joseph starts going out to check on his brothers. And this is what happens. This is what they're thinking as Joseph starts approaching. Genesis chapter 37, verse 18. It says, when Joseph's brothers saw him coming, they recognized him in a distance. Watch this, y'all. As he approached, they made plans to kill him. And they said, here comes the dreamer. Here comes the one that can see the motion pictures that we can't see. Here comes this little, this little dreamer right here who really believes that God can do something. Come on, let's kill him. Throw him in one of these cisterns. We can tell our dad a wild animal ate him. Then we will see what becomes of his dreams. Joseph would say, listen, there are people who think you're giving God permission to allow you to dream again. They will think that is childish and they will try to speak against what God has called you to do. Be careful who you share that with and how you share it. I learned as a pastor over these last five years. Early on, when we were planting City Place Church and we were trying to gather people. I was sharing too much information. And along the way, they were trying to kill it. Uh, Had no investment in City Place Church. Didn't have any passion for City Place Church. They were just plants from the enemy to try to steal the dream. You know some of those people don't look at anyone in your house like, that's you, Fred. No. The enemy will try to put people along the way who will try to kill your dream because they'll think God's dreams are childish. They don't understand your verbiage when you say, we'll walk in healing. They don't understand when you say, God's restoring my life and my mental capacity. They won't understand that I love being a part of, of, of city place church and, and getting a chance to worship God with my kingdom finances. They, they don't understand that. So why would I share that with them if they're going to speak against my dream? Why would I share that? There are people who are literally trying to kill your dream. So I believe that Joseph would say this, write this down, recognize early on as you dream, that God prepares you during the journey to carry the weight of his dream through the process, his process. Let me say it again. Recognize early on that God prepares you during the journey to carry the weight of his dream through the process. It's his process. See, Joseph says the dream is free. The journey is not. He says, listen, Be careful how you share your God dream and who you shared with because there are people literally who will try to kill your God dream because they'll view it as childish. But then he says, you got to recognize early on now that every part of this journey, the people that's along the way, the people who would be naysayers, all of that is a part of the process so that you can be able to carry the weight the full capacity of your God-sized dream. It's, it's, it's the weight, it's the, it's the cost of, of carrying such an impactful thing that the Father would entrust you with. It's, 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 it's the weight of carrying God's kingdom plan for his kingdom purpose, for his kingdom agenda, for his kingdom people. But you getting the benefit, it's, it's the weight of Jesus carrying the cross for you and me, like the journey from, from, from just being little baby Jesus to the Jesus that died on a cross cost Jesus something because it was weighty, it was the Father's dream to gain not just a few people but millions and billions of people who could walk in relationship with him. The journey is weighty for your God dream. Are you with me, City Place? When I'm talking about breakthroughs in your dreams, I'm talking about the heavenly sized dreams that are fun and serious, that the Spirit of God reveals, but they will cost us something. We said that dreams are birthed in the presence of the Lord. You and I have to pay the price in the presence of the Lord, worshiping the name of Jesus, lifting up the name of Jesus, reading God's word as if it was going to go out of style, but it's fresh all day. Like, Lord Jesus, I need your word every single day. If I don't have this book tomorrow, I'm going to absorb it today. And when tomorrow comes, I'm going to absorb it like never before, as if I could never read it again. I'm going to read it today. And then when tomorrow comes, I'm going to read it as if... I don't know if I'm going to have it tomorrow, but God, I'm going to read it. And so there's such fire. There's such fire for the presence of the Lord. See, being in the presence of the Lord, God just begins to drop his God dream on you. And so Joseph would say, listen, it's in this weighted part of the process. It's his process where God begins to pull things out of you. That are unnecessary for your dream. See Joseph would say I didn't realize that this moment of my brothers wanting to throw me in a cistern was because God wanted to remove my pride. I, I didn't realize that in that moment where where they were contemplating killing me and eventually throwing me in a prison and as Genesis chapter 45 proves and they slowed me into slavery I didn't realize that that God was using the process to, to let me see that that was not my dream and, 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 and my pride had been in the way and that my heart needed to be reshaped, but that was just the negative side of it. God was pulling things out of me, fear and insecurity and, and doubt and worry and, and, and identity crisis. God was pulling all of that out of me, but at the same time, God was building my shoulders up and making me strong so that when I stood in front of the people of Egypt, And I could be a father to Pharaoh himself and Lord of all of his house. And when there would be a drought in a city. That God said, you're the man for the job. See, in a time like we live in today, as God drops his God dreams on you, he's not just going to give you some tasty dream so that you can enjoy it. No, he's going to give you his God-sized dream so that you can impact the house that you live in, the community that you live in, the state that you live in, the world that you live in, the job that you're on, no matter what it is, the sports team that you coach, the classroom that you're in. We have to break the identity side of where it's just about me and say, God, it's about you and you want to use me to impact somebody else. Can somebody say amen? Joseph would say the dream is free. But the journey is not, he would say, that at the beginning, you have to know that God is going to develop the weight in his process so that you can carry his God-sized dream. He says that God will deal with the stuff that could could cause you to be disqualified, and then God will put in everything that allows you to handle his size dream. Write this down. Write this down. Joseph dreams this dream. Remember, we went back in Genesis. We went forward in Genesis chapter 45 to Genesis chapter 37. I can't give you everything this week, but I believe that we're just setting ourselves up for what God wants to do. I believe that there's going to be breakthrough every single week, every single week. Listen back to these series. Share. Come on. If you haven't shared yet, share. If you just hopped on, welcome to City Place Church. Write this down. Remember now, so let's, let's, let's bring a little bit more context. Joseph. He's coming to see his brothers and they say we should kill him. This boy needs to learn a, learn a lesson. Because he's not getting the point. He is not getting the point. So we will kill him. We will throw him in the cistern and we'll tell dad he died. I already told you, Joseph, we tell you, listen process is weighty. God is trying to put stuff out, put stuff in. I believe Joseph would also say this, write this down. Expect the unexpected when you pursue God's dream. Expect the unexpected when you pursue God's dream. Genesis chapter 37, verse 23 says this. So when Joseph arrived, his brothers ripped off his beautiful robe he was wearing. They grabbed him and threw him down into the cistern. Now the cistern was empty. There was no water in it. Then, just as they were sitting down to eat, these boys are ruthless, y'all. They throw them in a pit and decide they want to grab a snack. Just as they were sitting down to eat, they looked up and saw a caravan of camels in the distance coming toward them. It was a group of Ishmaelites, traders, taking a load of gum, balm, and aromic resin from Gilead down to Egypt. When you continue on to read this story, the Bible says that they say, you know what? Let's not kill him. Let's sell him for some shekels and some silver. Sell him for some money. And what we're going to do is we're going to rip that coat up, with we'll dividends dip it in some blood, animal blood, and we'll take it home and tell dad that he died. I believe that Joseph would say, because we'll continue the story later in the upcoming weeks, I believe Joseph would say, you got to expect the unexpected. Because... They're talking about killing me. But then they change their mind, throw me in a pit. And in a moment when it looked like, watch this now, when it looked like the dreamer was dead. (laughs) Somehow God stepped in, watch now, God stepped in to make sure that his dream Didn't die. Watch this again now. Here comes the dreamer. We need to kill him. Then we'll see what happens of his dreams. That's what they said in Genesis. Throw him in the pit. We're going to kill him. Just as they sit down to eat their ruthless food as they're watching him. Caravan comes and they say, you know what? Let's not kill him. Let's make a little money off of him. Let's sell him into slavery. Just when it seemed like the dreamer would die, God sends what looks like the wrong solution. But it's part of God's weighted plan, part of God's process, part of God's journey to save the dreamer, to keep the God dream alive. You have to expect the unexpected, that God will do whatever it takes to make sure that his God dream for you will not die. This is the reason why we're in our Dream Again series. I don't want my dream anymore because people will try to kill my God dream, my dream. But man, if you and I in the presence of the Lord, we get God's dream for our life, God will not let that dream die. I would have never scripted that what would look like an enemy would be part of God's plan. I would have scripted it where, like, Iron Man comes. That's a superhero, right? Because that's the the fun part of the story. But in God's process, God says, I've got the strategy that builds you the way I see it. So Joseph would say, listen, the journey is not easy. It's not free, but the dream is. So you have to expect the unexpected as you walk out God's dream for your life. Here are two things that you can expect. And this is where we'll finish up for the day. Two things you can expect. And I believe Joseph would say this just by going, they threw me in a pit, man. Like literally, they threw me in a pit and then they sold me into slavery. I was free. And then they sold me into slavery. But thanks be to God that they didn't kill the dreamer in me. And they didn't get my God dream. My God dream is still living in me. And I'm going to dream again. So expect the unexpected in this process. And here's two things. And I got this from John Maxwell. My wife and I, we were at Uh, at an event for ARC, which, which, you know, as a church we give to, to help plant uh, more life-giving churches. We'll talk about that when we, during our time to give here in just a few moments. But I'm sitting at this ARC one day, just uh, two weeks ago, and they're celebrating all that God's doing in the life of church planters, which currently right now there's been 949 churches planted. City Place, I want to say thank you for your generosity because it's what we do to help more churches be planted. It's a well done. But we're sitting in this event and John Maxwell is on the stage and he's teaching. And he just said, I just want to give you a fathering moment for all of you right now who are walking in this moment. And this is where he had uttered the same thing that I gave you where he said dreams, dreams, they aren't free. They, they going to cost you something. But then he said this too. He said, watch, he said that if you're going to have this level of expecting the unexpected, you have to expect that there will be problems, and you have to expect that you'll see opportunities. So in my God dream pursuit, I have to expect that there will be problems. Joseph, remember Joseph told us, hey, you better watch out for the people because they will try to kill your dream. I have to expect that there will be problems. So I expect to see problems, and then i expect to see opportunities. See, Joseph says, if I could look back, you see me in Genesis 45, where it looks like I have it all together and I've arrived. He said, but if I could go back, I would tell you that you have to expect to see problems. So expect that the enemy's going to throw stuff at you to try to take you out city place. Expect that there are going to be problems in front of you. But Joseph says, now, I want you to know that you can see the problems, but I also want you to see the opportunities. So See the problem and see the opportunity. See, the, the problem is an opportunity for God to show himself strong. The problem is an opportunity for the God in you to be seen. The, the problem that's in front of you is, a, is an opportunity for you to just speak to it and declare Jesus' name above it. The, the, the problem in front of you, there's an opportunity for you to silence the enemy. There's, see, see, so there's a problem in front of you, but there's also an opportunity in front of you for the name of Jesus to be glorified. Joseph would say, Expect the unexpected. They expect to see problems and expect to be, see opportunities. Why? Because everything and every dream that's worthwhile is uphill. See, as you and I are pursuing our God dreams, God is not dreaming about us here, God is dreaming up here. And so, Every moment of pursuit takes us higher in the things of God. So everything that we'll do for God is going to be uphill. Everything that we do for God is going to be uphill. Over the next few weeks, we're going to stay talking about Joseph. We're going to stay leaning into the presence of God as it relates to dreaming again. Everything worthwhile He's up here. When you get to Genesis chapter 39, the Bible says this. I'll read it to you, and we're, we're done. Verse, th- chapter 39, verse 2 and 3 it says, The Lord was with Joseph, so he was succeeding in everything he did as he served in the home of his Egyptian master. Potiphar noticed this and realized that the Lord was with Joseph, giving him success in everything he did. The Bible says in Genesis chapter 39, Joseph sold into slavery and the Lord was with Joseph and his master saw that the Lord was with Joseph. Why? Because in God's dream, when we stay in the presence of God, God begins to put in us the things that allows us to carry the weight for See, these are costly dreams. These are th- dreams where God says, I'm building you to be able to handle all I'm causing you to handle. Did you get anything this morning, City Place? Are you dreaming again? Are you dreaming again? Listen, I just want to pray for you right where you are. I want to pray for two groups of people. I want to pray for you that are leaning in level 10 and like, God, okay, do a work in me. My prayer for you this week is that the presence of the Lord will invade your space and that you'll dream God-sized dreams and that nothing, nothing will limit your time with the Lord. But I want to challenge you that you and I have to go hard into the presence of the Lord. We cannot be ashamed to pursue him like never before. Are you with me? So if you, if, if, if you, right where you are, if you say, Pastor D, this week, I'm going to be unashamed And I'm going to be passionate about my Jesus. If that's you, I want to pray for you. Then the second group of people that I'm going to pray for after I say amen is for those of you today who would say, Damon, I want to walk in a relationship with Jesus. I just believe that God wants to change your life. And the beginning part of dreams coming alive is having an encounter with Jesus. And So I'm going to pray for that first group of people. And then I'm going to come back. For those of you who say, Pastor Damon, I'm ready to walk in a relationship with Jesus. I'm going to pray for you. Let me pray for those of you whose hands are up or maybe you didn't at home, but I know God is talking to you. Father, I thank you for every single person that's committing this week to position ourselves in the presence of the Lord. God, I pray that our dreams are coming alive and that we will be unashamed about the passion that it requires to see you do what you're promising us. God, I thank you that dreams are being birthed in your presence and that God, in this process of dreaming, God, that you're pulling things out of us and you're putting things in us so that we can carry the full weight of your God-sized dream. I pray, Lord God, that we won't speak too fast and we won't allow the naysayers and the haters to speak into our God dream. But God, we're going to stay close to you and that you will surround us with people who can push us into your presence so that we can accomplish all that you're calling us to do. I pray that this week, God, that we'll be unashamed and passionate for your presence. In Jesus' name, amen. For the second group of people, for those of you who are saying yes to Jesus today, I just want you to repeat this simple prayer after me to say, Jesus, I know you died for me. You rose again and I accept you freely as my Lord and Savior today. Are you ready City Place? Come on, let's pray, sing. Dear Jesus, today I come to you. I acknowledge that you died for me and that you rose again. And today I accept you freely as my Lord and Savior. In Jesus' name we pray. Come on, City Place, can you make some noise for Jesus today? Come on, can you make some noise for Jesus right where you are? Come on, the name of Jesus be lifted higher and higher today. For those of you that said yes to Jesus, well done. Well done on the decision that you made today. I I promise you, it's the best decision of your life that you ever made. You know i did i mentioned earlier at the start of service that three people were baptized last week that's three generations of people whose whose lives and families are forever changed because they made the decision to follow jesus and so i want to give you one next step i want you to text city place the word city place to not nine four zero 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 to ninety four thousand text city place and let us know that you chose jesus today that you accepted jesus and we want to send you just some resource to be able to go further in your relationship with Jesus. I also want to invite you to take a next step. We have a Next Steps class that I want to invite you to that our team is putting up information right now. This allows you to learn more about City Place Church. We believe that every single believer needs a life-giving church. And if you're in the Orlando area or if you're watching online, we would love to have you as a part of the City Place family. In that class, you'll also learn some discipleship steps as well as how God created you and how God gave you purpose. This is our Next Steps class, and we would love for you to be a part of that. So that's just two steps, text us, then also jump into our Next Steps class. Come on City Place Church, can we make some noise for those people that made a decision today to follow Jesus? Have you been enjoying this series, City Place? Have you been enjoying this series? I know that I I have. Please study throughout the week, jump into God's word, go deeper and deeper. We're going to jump right back in to the story of Joseph. There's so much more inside of this story. But as God downloads to you and God speaks to you, I want to make sure that you get the fullness of who God is. And right now, what we're getting ready to do, we're going to worship God with our giving. And after we worship God with our giving, I want you to just have some moments in the presence of the Lord to talk to him about the dreams that he has for your life. So we're going to turn on a worship song. And I just want you, with those notes that you're looking at, to just pause and go, okay, God, my God dream. My God dream. Download it to me. Show me what you're putting out of me, taking out of me and what you're putting in. Why? Because dreams are birthed in the presence of the Lord. And so instead of just rushing through the rest of our day, let's just pause and say, God, this is going to be about you. Amen. All right. So right now what we're getting ready to do Uh, We're also going to worship the Lord with our giving. And so our team is putting up information right there. We just believe that God has called our church. I say it every single week. God has called our church to be a generous church. And we live to give here. You can text to give um, or you can give online at cityplacechurch.com backslash give. We just know that as we partner together, trusting the Lord, worshiping him with our kingdom finances, that we're going to make such a great impact. I know I'm excited about all that we're doing. I mentioned earlier that uh, Ark has planted 949 churches, 949 churches. And that's one of our kingdom partners that we sow in and invest in. And so as you give today, just know that we get to advance the kingdom of God. Let me pray. And then we'll go into a time of worship and just kind of just sitting in God's presence and just writing down what the father would have you to dialogue about father we thank you today i pray that as we worship you with our kingdom finances i pray father that it's blessed i pray lord jesus that as we uh, move in our city and as we invest in our nation and as we sow into the world god i pray that our kingdom advancement and reach glorifies your name and the kingdom of god grows thank you for the lives that were changed today thank you lord god for those that said yes to you Father, we give you glory and honor for who you are. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Well, Hey City Place Church, enjoy this time of worship. Enjoy your time with the Father. And we can't wait to see you right back here next Sunday. It's Mother's Day, where we're gonna be celebrating all of the strong women. Have a great time with the Lord. Thanks for joining us. If you enjoyed the podcast, don't forget to subscribe. And you can share with your friends Take a screenshot, post on your social media stories, and tag us at City Place Church.